This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Been getting a number of texts come in about that last segment. Uh, I was ready to move on, but let me share some of them with you. Uh, very basically, the story is this. There is a high school in San Francisco, which, uh, among many other names that would startle you and surprise you, they are removing Abraham Lincoln's name from the high school. Abraham Lincoln High School in San Francisco is to be renamed because, according to the San Francisco Unified School District's renaming committee, it's decided that Black lives didn't matter to him. That Abraham Lincoln somehow, uh, you know, you know, somehow before or after signing the Emancipation Proclamation, it is the opinion all these years later of the San Francisco Unified School District's renaming committee that black lives didn't matter to Abraham Lincoln. And so his name's coming down. We're going to cancel Abraham Lincoln. 2020. Right. Global pandemic comes, knocks us upside the head. And that's not the most surprising thing I've heard. It is this here today that Abraham Lincoln's name, for some odd reason, according to the interpretations of this renaming committee of the San Francisco Unified School District, Abraham Lincoln is unworthy. The great emancipator is unworthy to have his name on the side of a high school there. It doesn't get crazier than that. It doesn't get crazier than that. Texter writes in, to remove Lincoln's name from uh, a school is beyond ridiculous. He's done even more than the current president for our country and its people of all races. Hmm. What do you think? Five seven five zero zero. Am I am I crazy here? Is there something about Abraham Lincoln that somehow in my uh, short thirty five years of life I have not learned? Is there some uh, dark chapter of Mr. Lincoln's life that we ought to know about? Is something that the San Francisco Unified School District knows that you and I don't know? Five seven five zero zero. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'm trying to get so worked up on this, and I'm not sure why it struck such a nerve. It's just the audacity of it. Right? Come on. Come on, San Francisco. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on here. I want to talk to you uh, briefly about uh, an interesting story I came to be aware of yesterday. There uh, from Colorado is a a new member of Congress, uh, a young woman in her 30s. She has, for a number of years, owned a restaurant in Rifle, Colorado. Uh, It's one of those themed restaurants, gun-themed, as a matter of fact. She's been uh, operating that restaurant for a number of years. And one of the characteristics of the waitstaff there at her restaurant is that they all carry weapons. Yeah, they carry guns. She, while on the campaign trail, uh, she, uh, this Lauren Boebert, 33 years old, Republican, newly elected uh, member of Congress to be sworn in in January of next year to join uh, with the other freshmen, including Burgess Owens and Blake Moore here, two members of the freshman class of the 117th Congress. Lauren Boebert, uh, she has sent a letter to the Capitol Police asking a very specific question. The question is, will she be allowed to carry her firearm on her hip while on Capitol grounds to include the Capitol building? 
I, for a number of years, worked in Washington, D.C. I have, for uh, nearly my entire life, as far back as I can remember, been a Second Amendment enthusiast. My dad raised me, uh, you know, around firearms. Uh, I've talked about Eddie Eagle before, being one of the first cartoons I ever watched. Eddie Eagle, the uh, NRA, NRA safety eagle. Stop, don't touch, leave the area, tell an adult. I figured if there was a rule regarding firearms at the United States Capitol, uh, that I, I'd know about it. Well, it turns out I was wrong. Because the answer to the question asked by Lauren Boebert, the new Republican congresswoman from Colorado, after asking the Capitol Police if it would be all right for her to carry a weapon on Capitol grounds, the answer, the answer is very likely to come back yes. Turns out that dating back to the 60s, that there is a law that says no federal or District of Columbia laws restricting firearms, quote, shall prohibit any member of Congress from maintaining firearms within the confines of his office or, quote, from transporting within Capitol grounds firearms unloaded and securely wrapped. Now, I'll point out that there uh, is a prohibition of firearms on the floor of the House of Representatives. Uh, that much uh, I am aware of. Uh, but what very well may happen is in the not-too-distant future, after the swearing-in of the 117th Congress, we may see photographs of a member of Congress walking up and down the halls uh, of Congress. And listen, I've been there. They quite literally all are halls of Congress. It is office after office after office with uh, state flags indicating the state from whence each member of Congress uh, originates. Uh, those are quite literally the halls of Congress. We may see <laughs> open carry in the halls of Congress uh, for the first time in my memory. I never saw it when I was there. And, and what do you think about that? Is that all right? The request was made and there has already been a uh, a response by other members of Congress that the rules uh, be changed. In, in fact, one of the representatives to ask the House to change its rules uh, is Representative Jackie Speer, a representative from California. Now, th- there are certain life experiences, I think, that qualify you more so to weigh in on different issues than, uh, you know, Joe and Betty Utah and a run-of-the-mill American. Jackie Spear, while she and I very likely will disagree on almost everything, I do listen to her when she talks about firearms. Why? Well, she has an interesting story. You ever hear about the Jonestown Massacre? Remember you? Maybe you remember it taking place, or maybe you have since read about it. The Jonestown Massacre. When Congressman Leo Ryan traveled to the the compound, traveled to Jonestown, uh, when he was departing, he and his party, made up of uh, staffers and, if I remember correctly, some NBC News camera operators and a reporter, well, he was gunned down, becoming the first, and I believe, only sitting member of Congress to be assassinated. He was traveling there with staffers. One of those staff members was Jackie Spear. She was shot, if I remember correctly, uh, some six or seven times. She survived that. She crawled into the woods nearby and laid motionless in the jungle for over a day before being rescued. She would later, of course, become a member of Congress herself. And while I disagree with her, I do listen up when she weighs in on the question of firearms. She's asked that uh, members of the House not be allowed to carry firearms. 
Interesting request because I didn't even know they could, but they can. The rules allow them to. I will admit that uh, I have been aware of uh, attempts to bring firearms into the the Capitol complex. There are uh, metal detectors, you know, like TSA has set up at all the airports. Uh, And I have been aware of some people trying to get in with firearms. Now, they have each each instance that I've been aware of. Each of those individuals has claimed, uh, you know, that the attempt was unintentional. That it was, uh, you know, in a jacket they had forgotten. Now, that's irresponsible. In fact, a more famous example dates back to 1999. Corey Lewandowski, remember that name? He tried to get in uh, with a firearm. It was left in a gym bag of his. Ultimately, the charges against him uh, in that matter were dropped. But uh, it happens from time to time. They, they, they run a tight ship there. No one's getting in. Members of Congress, though, don't have to pass through those metal detectors. Members of Congress are able to walk freely. They have those uh, pins that indicate who they are and their uh, level of importance, so to speak. And it turns out that they are able to carry firearms. There have been instances in the history of Congress, specifically on the House side, where uh, there have been attacks. If you think back to, uh, I believe, uh, the, the 50s, was it 54? Uh, there was a, a group that made their way to the gallery uh, of the House and in the midst of debate opened fire on those members of Congress below. Luckily, luckily, uh, no lives were lost. There were some serious injuries. No lives were lost. And if you take a tour today, the tour guides will point out some of the uh, remaining bullet holes that exist there. And so maybe maybe the threat is real. Maybe those member of con- members of Congress, including uh, the new member from Colorado, have some reason. Anyway, uh, interesting nonetheless. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see what response she gets to that letter sent to Capitol Police. And in the meantime, we will take a break. When we return, we are going to outer space. You know how much I love space. What does the incoming Biden administration mean for space exploration? We'll speculate next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.